Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to the podcast, Post Hump Day Podcast, aka PhD Podcast. My name is Kellen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Tommy DeSalt. Yo, 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 Tommy. We're, we're happy to be here. B, you got something? Oh, and also B's here. Hey. There it is. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. What's we going got, on? We got an exciting episode for you today. Uh, Tommy is reporting back. He got to do a ride along, Kevin Hart style, Ice Cube. Uh, and I want to hear if it's anything like the movie. Um, and then also later on, you know, Big Brother has started back up. I know everybody's so excited for that. I want to yeah. talk about my team a little bit, what we've got, what I'm working with. Um, and then towards the end, we got some relationship advice, some questions as well, some random questions that we all just ponder. And uh, I think that'll be it. But first, Tommy. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about Ice Cube. How is he? What's uh, he like in real life? Yeah, no, it was uh, it was awesome. Um, it, it, like, really, I just want to start from the top. Um, what What'd was, you wear that day, dude? I had on a. Uh, I was looking tactical. Okay, I had on a uh, had a black polo uh, tucked in. I had gray jeans on. I had my black tactical belt. And uh, boots on, so I was ready to rock. I had a black this hat on, yeah, and uh, yeah, I was ready for whatever might happen that night. Did you think you'd have to like help? I didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, and, and we are gonna keep all this anonymous, yeah, about I'm with you, the agency and everything, but I'm uh, with you. So, where but, was uh, it? It wasn't, um, it wasn't uh, a crazy, crazy night but i stayed the whole shift yeah um i actually take that back i i left a little bit early but it, we were pretty much done they, they were um uh, getting a, a warrant for to draw blood for somebody and so we were just sitting there and wait um so my buddy was like you can you can go you don't need to sit here and wait on this but so, uh yeah dude i want to start up top is sure. because what what was funny about it is um well, i was by the way i was amped amped i was very excited to do this and uh that's I hope, what i'm gonna ask you i first. hope i get to go again yeah i want to ask you that first what made you well i mean i've done some ride-alongs not with like any police departments or anything like that but fire and emt yeah but i've never done police what made you want to do that um i think i think there's part of me wants to be in that lifestyle yeah we always talk about manhunts you're always following yeah, them. i do so Part of it is just um, some things I've been through and we don't have to get into all the details, but I think it's like I've become more proactive and like supportive in that yeah. uh, lifestyle and, and try to, you know, the interactions. Um, I think that the police overall and most places are doing a better job of, of you know, Handling conflict with, uh, you know, the mental health side of that. And, and then also just, like, beyond that, I mean, that's the hot topic, right? But uh, the – okay, I should back up. I wanted to be in the military. Okay. And I couldn't. Uh, at the time, um, I I was going to have to get a bunch of waivers. Okay. Um, but I could have gone – I could have joined the Army – um, but the Marines, um, basically it was going to be very tough and had to get some waivers done there. And then 
I ended up moving, and so that just never happened. Yeah, so it's always been there. And I had, yeah, but I had friends that were, and, and, then, and then, yeah. Long story short, like I've been around a lot of it, mm-hmm. and there's always that little curious thing inside of me. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, um, I got to go on a ride out with a guy that uh, he'll be coming on the podcast uh, before too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known him since kindergarten. Nice. And kind of like you and I. Y'all were probably playing some cops and robbers back in the day. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we definitely had some birthday parties like that. Um, but you know how you and I, like, we kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, same same. Life trajectory. happens. You end up moving this, that, and then you yeah. kind of get back. To, so that's kind of how it was for, for. So you were amped to go. Uh, so, yeah, I'm amped. So my buddy, um, you know, he was like, hey, um, I'm running a little bit behind. Um, they just moved in some stuff. So yeah. Um, he was like, go ahead and go in. And I got so-and-so coming to to grab you. He's going to bring you to the briefing and Bro, stuff. Bro, what if it was just like you were turning yourself in and it was a whole con you didn't even know? He was like, <laughs> hey, why don't you just go to the police station, just hang out for a little bit. I'll be there in a little bit. And you show up and like they just throw you in handcuffs. Dude, I had a clear conscience. I was like, okay. I was like I've been, been, been a good boy. Yeah. Um. Deleted your search history. You got, yeah, you clear hit, clear, clear conscious. So I get there and then I go in. They, one of the guys comes out and he takes me through the security doors. Um, and he brings me into the squad room. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you can sit anywhere, just don't sit in the front row. That's where the sergeant sits. I was like, okay. Yes, sir. Um, so I went and kind of sat in the back where some of the other guys were hanging out. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know anyone there, mm-hmm. right? And they, they don't know him. who I am. So this guy, he's they're kind of talking and bullshit and laughing, and then he turns and they all kind of look at me. It's like, how's it going, guys? And uh, I'm like, good, good, good. We start talking. Yeah. They're like, are, are you with cops? And the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they so, do a lot of stuff with Fort Worth. So, um, well, we weren't, we weren't. Uh, well, yeah, you're not with in, them. weren't in Fort Worth. Um, oh, so. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say where we're from but yes yeah yeah I did, sorry i, I won't good. do that again <laughs> you're good uh yeah. it wasn't i wasn't in fort worth yeah um but uh i was like am i giving the uh the vibe of uh, cops or you know and if you watch on patrol you know you might know where was the first cops you always tell me and i forget wasn't it in dallas or something yeah. fort worth fort worth oh. one of my buddies like uh his dad's like that was that was them so it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, and I'm sure you got some people. Oh yeah, too. yeah we yeah, don't yeah. have to get into that. Exactly, it's a story, but yeah, everything's a story. We're just yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Allegedly, do you want me to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Allegedly, sorry. Um, no, no, no. I, I yeah, I pointed out to her. Um, yeah. Anyways, it was it was actually just a um, some shit that went down there. Um, but that's where one of the first episodes was was filmed. Right. Um. But yeah, so I was like, "Am I giving the sticks vibe?" Because he's um, on now. It's called on patrol, but it was live PD. Yeah, and so we were kind of cutting up for a second. But I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not." Wouldn't they get some type of warning, like, "Hey," or not warning, but just like, "Hey, we're gonna have these people right." Like, well, they tell them that in the briefing. The other people uh, that were riding out weren't in this briefing I was in, so it was kind of cool. I got to go sit in. Cool. Um, and they kind of give you a rundown of what to you know what's going on around yeah around there that the night. Vibe? But uh, so then uh, my buddy gets there, and it was like 
um it was it was a cool feeling watching him walk in and everybody yeah. kind of uh yeah Give him he, 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 dude he, he, he's he's a beast he is um and you, you'll get to meet him we're yeah. gonna we're gonna have him on here before too long but uh so then we we head out um and it was the the night shift which i was excited about on the night shift and it was you know uh, that song? yeah yeah <laughs> all right sorry um Dude, I, the crazy thing was, like, it was, it was a slow night, and you don't want to say, you don't ever want to say that, yeah, in that environment, like, oh, it's kind of slow, because then, then, and also, all when you the do crazy that, happens. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. So, it was one of those things. We were like just waiting and waiting and waiting for things to just pop off. We mm-hmm. got some weird calls that came in. Um, one that was like spooky doesn't it give you when like that you start getting a call because just from my experience when they would get a call um like uh, adrenaline would start hitting yeah um because you're like you don't especially for me i didn't know what to expect i'm sure you're kind of the same way mm, didn't really know what we're what's on the other side of this call yeah well that's anybody right you don't know exactly you know, you right. might get some notes on your computer. Yeah, they give you a little bit of details, but you and I, like, they talk in code a lot of times. I oh, know shit. most of Oh, I don't. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, and they he told me um, what their different codes were that were different than, like, a 10 code. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I nerd out on all that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, but also, like, and I don't want to get into detail, but think about where I came from. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, yeah, there was kind of that aspect of um, a little bit more understanding maybe than yeah. most. But at the same time, yeah, I don't do this every day. So right. I had no idea. And I'm like, dude, I also can't, I can't carry a gun on me right. because I'm not a sworn in peace officer. So, sure. um, yeah, I mean, that was the other thing is the police called me like the day before this and I was not expecting that phone call. And they were like, this is the so-and-so police. And I'm like, my Bluetooth was cutting in and out and I couldn't hear uh-huh. them. And all I kept hearing is this is the police. <laughs> they would cut out and this is the police. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the police. Yeah, nice. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, um, I do want to touch on this though. Was um, we did... We were first on scene to a uh, a motorcycle wreck, mm. um, and we did not have any information. We didn't know if he was alive. Okay, um, and we hauled ass and got there. And this dude, <laughs> he was uh, he was bleeding mm. pretty bad from his his face. His head was just blood, but. All in all, like dude was up moving around. We were like, all right, yeah, all right. just thank God, cuts. Thank, thank God he's uh, he's gonna be okay. Yeah, um, but uh, aside from that, I mean, we had some minor calls, um, nothing that was like real wild. But yeah. dude, I tell you, I, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into more of the stories another time about it. But I do want to say. It was an awesome experience, um, and if you're ever able to do it, I highly recommend it. Um, and the the perspective of being inside riding shotgun, you've got a rifle and a shotgun next yeah. to you. You can see all the computer, like you see everything. Mm-hmm. But dude, pulling up to red lights and stuff, and just watching people's 
reactions. Yeah, they're looking over, like, kind of subtly trying to... Do the cat and mouse game that was going on. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. Could you... Were you getting into that mindset? Because I bet you, once you get into a police officer's car, like, you're... I mean, if, if I was a police officer, I would kind of get into another mindset. Like, even when I go to work, I'm in a different mindset. And then when I come home, I'm like, okay, I got to just, like, be in a... You know... Relax. Yeah, you got to compartmentalize a little bit. And so I'm sure, yeah. like, that's a lot of that is, like, they are at the job. They're almost in a different mindset. And you're looking – I wouldn't say you're just looking for a problem, but you're you're sensing little – Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're definitely alert. And your, your observation mode is very high. You're not, like, paranoia, but you're very aware yeah. of things. Um, there high was, sensitivity. Yeah, I'm not going to bullshit you. There was one – call we went like we didn't it's not that we didn't want to go to it but the criteria of it like it was super super sketchy like Mm. it just screamed like this is a setup Mm. and that happens you know unfortunately yeah Uh, i mean more often than it should uh they the police get set up and anyways i won't get into details about this specific call other than to say um that was probably the only call that was like just spooky to where I was like kind of um Wish sitting, you had the- sitting back um kind of making sure I was in, in the dark on that one yeah because uh, yeah you, you never you never do know and it's the feeling of not having a pistol uh on you know what I mean sure. it's like I don't know it's just knowing like hey legally yeah, you, like I'm just, I'm just here to watch. Yeah. Um, but also at the end of the day, it was like, dude, if shit hit the fan, like, I'm either locking the doors and ducking, <laughs> or, um, I'm trying to get to to you know a safe spot because there, there there's plenty of stories out there where people are on a, a ride out and shit yeah. hits the fan and the car gets shot up and stuff like that. So, so what made you? Like you say, you want to do it again, or you like you're excited. Yeah, again. oh, dude, what, I'm. I can't wait to do it again. So why? Like, what's the what drew you from that experience that you had to be want to do it again? Because like, I know you're not telling me stories, and I know that you can't. You don't want to give all these details. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like the reason why you want to do it again is maybe either the feeling that you got or like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um. Yeah, yeah. No, the experience in of itself. Um. It's, uh, yeah, man, you, you definitely, it's a fun job. You got to deal with a lot of bullshit, a lot of stupid, stupid stuff. Yeah. And that's what I hear, you know, from them a lot. And, and then, dude, even like, cause you, you hear other calls from other counties kind of coming in or whatever. And you're like, that can't actually be real. Like, yeah. like neighbors calling the police. Cause they're like, Hey, my next door neighbor's kids are running around upstairs. And yeah, it's dude, really it loud. happens all the time. It's like, dude, go knock on their door. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like stuff that's just ridiculous. But um, all in all, it's exciting. It's it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and dude, the action. I mean, yeah, I'd be lying if I said like it, it's not like appealing to me to to see how things go down and also learn um, their perspective, right? Yeah. I think that is equally powerful mm-hmm. and really appealing to me is to. I want to see what they see. I want to see what they do um, and how, how things are handled. Because 
it's a lot different than stuff you see on the news. I promise you. Sure. Did you? Um, so yeah. did, you said there's other people that are riding along. Do you think uh, they get a lot of people that ride along like constantly? Yeah, too. It's it's uh, like a daily occurrence kind of a thing. I wouldn't say daily. Okay. But I'd say it's frequent. Yeah. There's a lot of associations within different um, cities and and yeah. nonprofits and all kinds of stuff and different sister you know programs yeah. of of police. That, and I think that's I think that's honestly important. Uh, I mean, there's been either way you want to say it. I, I know that you and I, like even we, we disagree on a lot of stuff. Like I know we, we joke about it on the, like debate club, but we always like know that we're both coming from a different spot. We all, we understand that. Um, but we respect each other. Right. And so like, uh, I think it would, I think it's important and I've done a ride along for fire and EMT and that kind of stuff. But if you want to learn more about that kind of thing, situation or whatever i think it's important for somebody who even if they criticize it to go check it out yeah yeah um you know and just be in there because at the end of the day a lot of times the reason why people criticize certain things for example like other uh i would say i wouldn't even say political affiliations but things for movements yeah it's because the people that have problems with them they can't see their side they don't understand it Yep, exactly. They're, you're misinformed or just, you know, altogether, your perception of things is one-sided. Yeah. Until you go see it and watch it, um, you know, it's kind of that hear it, see it, touch it, feel it thing yeah. about the whole situation. Yeah. Like, dude, I'll give you an example. Is, like, what we see, and this is prevalent in anything, not yeah. even just police, but what you see online are these little edited, clipped, yeah. you know, versions of the entire situation yeah um and so when you see the whole thing from an outside yeah from like a, view, even an analytic view like just yes i uh, mean go ahead. it's like it's wild um and and but you become informed um i have a burning desire inside of me to help other people mm-hmm. um and so Part of it is is kind of that, that yeah. is is like hey people hit some rough spots in life yeah um, but like how can we you know handle yeah. this and like seeing yeah it's like also that curiosity factor and I won't lie to you like I uh, I wanted to go down that route before not police but I think subconsciously one of the reasons why I never even because I I have that same desire to help people uh, but subconsciously I don't think I ever looked at police because of the um, you know, just the image in your head that you get sometimes from having, you know, I know you and I have had good experience with police officers, but we've had some bad ones too. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, subconsciously out that I, when I was looking at this and I wanted, I was, I went towards the fire route because I was like, no one's upset when a fireman comes by. Yeah. You know what I Everybody mean? loves a fireman. So, uh, and right. That, right. Yeah. B. Yeah, I love my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daddy. Um and and I do want to say to that point. Um this was actually very ironic is there was a time where it's, it doesn't matter what it happened, but there was this thing that like took place and Yeah. I was like, "Why the f- like why did they do that? Like who? The police." Okay. Um and then the day shift had just gotten back to the station and there was, um, you know, somebody that just started mm-hmm. younger guy. 
like and a rookie kind of a thing. Or you mean he just yeah got he just got out of the academy. Okay. Um, and anyways, they were showing him like, hey, here's what we saw you do. Here's how we want you to do it. And then when I heard them explaining, like protocols, the back end of that mm-hmm. of why. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much more sense. So there's so much that happens that you think, wow, this guy's being overly aggressive or like, wow, really, dude? Yeah. Um, But then when you learn from the other side perspective, yeah, um, yeah, it turns out it's for everybody's safety involved. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Are you talking about, can I just guess? And if you, you know, what I'm thinking is, is like when you go to a call sometimes, you know, you want to have you you want to have control of every call that you're on, and sometimes what that looks like is aggression. But if you have aggression to you know, that can work not in your favor if you're aggressive. It can make everybody in the in the at the scene stressed. Yeah, and then, and I think that yeah. comes with uh, experience. Like, I think a lot of times, just people in nature or people in general, like their nature is to uh, if you know, they're in a high stress situation to kind of come off as aggressive. And I think, you know, uh, for a new police officer, that's, I'm not saying that happens all the time, but that, that could happen, you know? And Well, uh, yeah. Like the other side of that is of aggression is, um, you know, being, I don't want to say lackadaisical, but just too trusting of the situation. Oh, okay. So the, the others, yeah, that yeah, too. And yeah. I think I would fall into that. And so, I, I would think like I want this person, and that would in in all reality that would fall back on probably me trusting somebody, and then them. That's that only takes one time for that to go wrong. You don't know uh, they might be the you know the real deal, and exactly. you don't know, and then all of a sudden you know it's a really bad situation, and and you're on the news. So um, it can go so many different ways, and yeah. that that's the thing. And and dude, this is not a unique statement from me. This is widely known, but it's like on the other side of that fence, that person, um, you know, they, whatever it is they're doing, the activity that they're doing or their involvement, um, like really they only have to, you know, they get lucky, right? And you talk about like the word luck. Right, and then on the like police side of it, they only have to get quote unquote lucky one time. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's like this cat and mouse game between, yeah. um, you know, different demographics um, and and different everything really. Right, so you look at that, um, and that was interesting to me too. Is like just driving down the road and watching people just mean mug you, right. Or for to, no reason, like just, 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 just dislike of, yeah, police, and then you see that, and you're like, damn, that really is like alive still, like you know what I mean? Yeah, things that I'm like, oh, we we live in a community that I, you know, most yeah. people respect the police, um, but just you you pick up on a lot more. So, um, that was that was interesting to to watch, um, and then also just those little indicators that that. That was cool. As much as you think you might know, you don't <laughs> until you're riding with somebody that's been doing this for years mm-hmm. and is, you know, uh, at a pretty high level in the game. 
and they're pointing things out to you and you're like, holy shit. Like, right. I never would have. But even. it makes you feel better about your friend too. Like I oh, have a yeah. friend that's, you know, been in fire for a long, I've got a couple of friends, but rode along with one of them. And, you know, like sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're friends and you can cut up and you're like, man, this guy's an idiot, you know, or he's, he's funny or whatever. But then you see them at work and you're like, okay, he's actually knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> oh, dude, absolute professional. Yeah, it's um, kind of cool to see. Very, yeah. very cool. And it's like, oh, yeah, you got to deal with uh, moving uh, in 105 degree, 108 degree heat. You still got real life going on. Yeah. So you just, you know, you're moving. You've got, you know, your personal life and all this other stuff mm-hmm. you're in the middle of. And then come time, like, you're working, right. uh, but you're working. It looks a whole lot different than what they, yeah. Um, you know, sending a couple emails or whatever. Right. So, yeah, man. Hey, it, we do more than that. It, it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's but, take a break. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, is that where you're getting at? Sorry. Did yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was just gonna say like that whole dynamic of like, yeah, we're boys and like, yeah. you know, we cut up, but yeah, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, they go and get shit done on a whole different level. Yeah. So, anyways, flowers to. uh to all the uh, first responders out there. I'm, yeah, and I'm glad you get to go again because uh, if you like it, you know, that could be something that you're really looking for. Like, I mean, uh, like, I, I felt that calling, but I, I, I think you could do it. Like, I, I do, I know you could. Uh, you got to get yeah. the, you got to get the medical stuff out of the way because I, <laughs> I know, but once that. I got roasted when I got home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Please don't encourage him, <laughs> All right, I won't. I'm not going to. Let's take a break. Sounds good. All right. Greetings. Um, on the break, uh, Tommy wanted to talk about the rider strike a little bit. He has there's a Danny Trejo video um, of him just calling Gavin Newsom the governor yeah, well, of California. This was, yeah, so this was like a few weeks ago, but like it, we talked about it a little bit last episode about the the rider strike. Yeah, um, it's one of the most unhinged interviews and exchanges I've seen that was real and not like satire uh, or one of those fake videos you see. Um, it was Danny Trejo. Um, <laughs> and just think Danny Trejo, like ultimate, just like machete. Yeah. Intimidator. Yeah, he is. Um, and you know, he's got his own restaurant. He's got a taco shop. Um, yeah. Homie's been doing really well. For he's himself. been doing a lot of business. I actually tried to get in touch with him. Um, and I, I can't even get in touch with him any longer. Really? Um, but so that's out. It's not out, um, but now you got to go through a couple more gatekeepers than I used to have to go yeah. to talk to him. If y'all were wondering, we were trying to get him uh, uh, on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah, um, it's still there's there's a chance. Um, it's a remote possibility, but um, I used to I used to kind of bump shoulders with him out in California. Yeah, and very down to earth guy had some awesome conversations with him. Um, and if you don't know the history, his history, uh, that's important because his whole story will blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go look it up. Um, if you don't know his story, but anyway, so he's standing there with this reporter and he's on his phone and the reporter's just talking and the phone's ringing and the phone's ringing, but you don't know, 
Like, you just see him standing over the phone, and it's just quiet. And he's just kind of looking around. And they're on the side of the street, you know, and there's cars and people walking around. And reporters, like, kind of buying time because he's on the phone. And while she's talking, he's just like, Gavin, Gavin, call me. Newsom, we need to talk. And he leaves Gavin Newsom a voicemail. Hell yeah. While he's live on this interview and then hangs up and then kind of looks over and the reporter starts asking him further questions about, you know, the strike and everything going on. And that's cool. He's got him on speed dial. Well, yeah. And just the fact that he just really didn't care what anyone thinks. Um, that's his whole thing. It was like him showing the world like, Hey, um, we mean business. Yeah. And, like, I don't care what you think about me leaving this voicemail yeah. or my thoughts. Like, you're not in my shoes or the shoes of many, many, many others right now. Um, but to a lot it of was people in California, so funny to I wanna, watch. I want, yeah, that is stuff. I want to watch it after this. We can't play it on the podcast right now, but we'll, we'll we've been getting dinged for copyright yeah. too much. Um, but I want to talk about the writer's strike. I want to talk about Big Brother. Yeah. I don't think it's Big Brother is one of those shows, and I'll tell you, we'll talk about the draft later, but it's one of those shows that doesn't really get affected yeah. by this. Uh, there isn't any writers. Um, I mean, there might be one, but they're, you know. Maybe plot lines, but like, yeah, I, I mean, think it's pretty organic. For the most part, it's, yeah. I would a, say it's probably one of the few shows that is a, like, will be allowed to be on television and not, you know, take it, take it won't. During the last writer strike, Lost, Heroes, those shows, they were like at the peak Took of Took a big hit. TV. And then the writer strike like really hurt their. Yeah. Um, and I, I do want to talk about it. So, um, I, I, the. Do you know a lot about what's going on? Do you, you some, do we need to do a little like. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, okay. I have. Let's talk about what's going on first. Um, they. Are not getting streaming rights. So what's happening is, is um, from my understanding, is um, writers basically get for streaming one big check, and a lot of times, so let's say even not even that big of a check, but it's usually average around fifty thousand. Look at a check for like a show, like a Netflix show, and then you know they don't get any royalties off that. Um, and if they do get any royalties, it kind of goes, they, it gets taken off of that $50,000 check. So they've already gotten paid up front for everything else. And if it goes over that, then it's basically like they're getting, having to pay that money back. Or if it, I mean, sorry, if it goes under that, they yeah. have to pay that money back. It's almost like a draw. Yes, out exactly. Of it. But, exactly. But beyond that is the AI stuff. They don't have access to how many actual streams. Like, yeah. And really, the transparency there, like pinning that down is. There's no transparency behind that right. curtain, and there's a push for that because it's like, hey, we're not getting paid like for the, for the success of anything this show. compared to what people think we're getting paid to yes. it. Now, on the back side of that, from those streaming platforms, and then you've got way too many other influences coming in of other companies and 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 the murky waters of that looks a whole lot like also what their stock price of that is on these shows mm. so there's two theories there's the theory that says hey these streams are so low that if the actual number comes out 
then the overinflated stock value of this show is going to crumble. Sure. Okay, then there's the other side that says these streams are way higher mm-hmm. than we even think. And so then their value, it changes. They're having to give more money out. So mm-hmm. they're not profiting near the same they would be. So then you have all the writers, right? Yeah. And, and and you have all the kind of entanglement of all those worlds colliding uh, and greed. Yeah. And that's the main point because there's another, there's a lot of portions to other discrepancies that they have. A lot of, one of them is AI. Uh, it's like yeah. oversimplifying the importance of AI. And they're saying like, uh, you know, you could use ChatGPT to write, you know, the fifth episode, fifth season of whatever show. Or the other part of it is, is that they want to have extras. I don't know if you've heard this part. They use extras, right? They pay them one time, like very low fee. And then for the rest, basically for like they have that person's likeness and image for the rest of, they can use it whenever. Over and And they can use it in the background of shots. And it can be basically Yeah, they're not getting paid on any of that. Right. And what they were asking for, that fee, whatever, is astronomically low. So all these things tied together like – it's a it's not a good situation, and I I mean I, uh, I, I know a handful of people kind of in the mix of it. One guy I used to live with uh, out in California, um, and he you know he was out there, kind of picketing with yeah. his sign out there, and because um, he falls like right in that gap of what you're talking about. Yeah, he's. Not super established. He's been in commercials. You know, he's been in, he's gotten some extra roles Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, But now it's put him in a place where, like, he made a lot of his money um, and advancements in that world through those small roles. Yeah. And so, really not making much of anything. Um, But then those featured roles he'd get is where, like, those made up the difference. And now, like, this state of where it's at, like for someone like him, he can't progress no. to make anything. So it's, that's who I want to talk about. Yeah. It's great that there's like celebrities, like higher name, a list actors and actresses that are coming and supporting. But I want to talk about that. And we talked about it a little bit last week about, um, those little pockets of influencers. Yeah. Okay. Those people that like, they might, you might see, like I saw one of the guys like in the new Jurassic Park movie, he had like a little speaking part. And I was like, holy shit, I've seen that guy like on TikTok. Um, but what I want to say is, is like, that's the next transition for those people that want to act. And there's a fine line, like, you know, crossing the picket line or whatever. Uh, it's really going after, they're going after these like influencers to kind of cross that picket line. Like I've seen some people that have gotten some shows or like at least... Uh, it comes up on my like for you page. Like somebody will say, uh, talking about this one, uh, I guess, influencer on TikTok that has a little bit of a following, but they want to give him his own show. And it's really because nobody's crossing the picket line. But you know, you have these people that will and are willing to do that because they don't know any better or they like are getting an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, but it's and, wrecking it for so many others. Yeah, and there's so many people like that that they could easily have their own show. Like this could be their time to shine. And I would hope that they wouldn't because I'm, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think that like it's, it's going to get, first of all, movies right now kind of suck. Like 
Yeah. I'm tired. I'm ready for this like, hey, you gotta watch all ten of these Marvel movies to understand what's going on with this, you know, and these superhero movies. Like I'm tired of getting these half assed superhero movies every three every couple months. Yeah. And I'm tired of that being our comedy now because dude thank you because we talked about it a while back yeah and i'm glad you brought that up again because there is not a good comedy There's out not. there i've seen because it fell into the realm of that world yeah of the superhero vibe like that whole yeah that side of it so what you have are like no movies that are genuinely funny right um they have to go to a wide audience like you have to be a box office hit and uh, yeah, and, and I think uh, part of that is before we go down that rabbit hole. I also want to say those other people in the mix are hurting everyone else that's been there and trying to get there. The same way I would compare it to music, it's like you got people that'll play around town for a hundred dollars uh-huh. and for three hours. Yeah. And happily do it. Um, but you've got people that have been in the scene for 10 years. Well, their rates are now like being affected by all the people that are willing to do it for less yeah. because they just don't know any better or they just think it's cool to get there. So these influencers coming in into the scene or all these other people. Yeah, it's predatory from these, these like, uh, and they're ignorant to filmed industry. Yeah, they're ignorant to it because. I would say a lot of them don't know better, and they think it's their chance. Yeah. Right? Um, But then you've got all these people that are the more, like, the more woke, I would say. I don't know the right word to use there, but the more woke that society, everybody um, gets, it's, like, harder and harder. So the funnel of that gets smaller and smaller of what you can put out. So your roles that you could take are less and less and less. And then you've got somebody flying in up over you who's now going to get their own show. Yeah, get their shot. So, dude, it sucks for a lot of people. But their consequences, I think that they're seeing, like, an easy payday. Like, they're like, oh, I get to have my own show or I get to be, you know, you know, one of the – on the cast list or whatever. And uh, – but – they they don't if they cross the picket line, which I mean I don't know if they have or not. But if they, if you, people have, they don't get to be in the union, which is going to protect you down the line. We talked about police officers, and I'm not saying you know we talked about we haven't talked about unions, but like think about being a police officer, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with a police union or not, but I'm saying think about being a police officer and then being on your own or being in a, a teacher right and not having uh, the teachers union having your back yeah then you're really on your own and you what you did is is like you kind of just had you know chased a paycheck or whatever yeah yeah well what you think is the short-term versus the long play yeah right and and growing up in texas we don't have a ton of unions around you know um like for your everyday worker it's not a lot of unions whereas like other parts of the country that mentality is kind of more ingrained in you um, yeah. of being in a workers union. Um, in, te- in, in high school, and th- they didn't really sway us one way or the other. Like we talked about writers, not writer strikes, sorry, uh, unions and like strikes and stuff like that. But it wasn't necessarily, I think it might be just being from Texas, but uh, honestly, it showed it, it more in a bad light than in a good light. 
It did. It didn't show the advantages for you. It yeah. showed the limitations for you. Yeah. And it was like, hey, you're. This is my personal opinion. Sure. Was you're better off working on contract than with a union. You're gonna, you know. Yeah, because they say, oh, they take you know the union fees and this and that. But uh, I will say, like, if there wasn't unions, if there wasn't these like regulations in place, we wouldn't have uh, five. I mean, it's four day, five day week uh, work week. Like we would be working every day. There would be more hours that we would be working. There, w- it wouldn't be a forty year, forty hour work week. And uh, and I mean, we're trying to even do. We're more profitable now than we ever have been. Uh, they're looking at maybe doing a four day work 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 week. And I mean, to me, that would be great. I know other people disagree with that. That's fine. Uh, all I would say to that is like, you know, we wouldn't be even having that conversation if these unions didn't exist. Yeah, there's regulations um, that really hold this standard. Yeah. Uh, kind of the norm of what we're used to. Yeah. Um, you know, people often joke um, about, you know, getting your, your 15, getting your little union break. Oh, yeah. Um, your, your smoke break, your bathroom break, and so on um, within a certain amount of time. Like yeah. you're, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I your right you to have that break. And, sure. you know, so there's a lot of jokes that get made about that but i mean honestly like that was a lot of what i thought about unions up until i was old enough to become informed and realize like okay well i think it serves a purpose not only for the short-term gain yeah. but in certain situations the big picture yeah and i i'm with you i didn't in high school kind of didn't really think about it that much um it didn't really hit me until maybe i saw like the uh my like my mom's a teacher and they had a huge uh, teacher like union strike in Oklahoma at one point. Uh, it wasn't that long ago either. And she actually like went to it and did all did a lot of stuff. And this is when she and then you know a lot of companies kind of helped out, chartered them down to the capital. And like I was really proud of her for doing all that. It was really yeah. cool to see her do that. Now they ended up not getting like that great of a they didn't come to a great agreement, but like, I was really proud of her doing that. Uh, and it's just like, they, they, those things have historically worked out for the better. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean the, uh, and I hope it goes well with the writer strike. I really, yeah. because it, it, as a consumer of movie, I love movie. We went and saw, uh, Barbie, which I don't know. Have y'all seen that? B, I think B went, B, you saw Barbie? She's out. She's zoned out. She's, uh, she's like, I'm tired of this union talk. <laughs> yeah. Barbie was good. Uh, I was a little bit underwhelmed just because, not saying that I didn't like it. I did like it. I didn't see it. I was a little underwhelmed just because I've seen so many like clips and reviews. And so I was expecting to be blown away. It was very good. I just wish I'd like anytime I would try to get on something, it wasn't in my face because uh, I was a little, I was a little disappointed at the end they it was really sweet and then they threw a joke in right at the end and i was like "Mm, man and it's kind (laughs) of like right yeah yeah, it's kind of like i don't know it it, yeah but i i really liked it and i thought they did a really good job with the movie yeah yeah i mean i I, there are some great movies um that every once in a while but dude i don't feel like i feel like when i was younger the frequency of great movies coming out was a lot higher yes that's yeah so like and I, the, I don't really, I don't anticipate movies any longer, which is sad to say. 
I really that don't was, because I feel like I get my hopes up too yeah. much, and then it's just this one was one that I anticipated, and you know, I I I'm with you. I should have not anticipated because you're right. Uh, they the movies have like I it's, I love going to the movie theater. We loved doing that, and. And like uh, the reason why I brought up Barbie is because if the writer strike had happened uh, during any type of that production, it wouldn't be the cultural phenomenal phenomenon that it is. I like, and I know that the Barbie Oppenheim, Oppenheimer, like you know, yeah. do the do the double feature, and people wouldn't go and see. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I want to go see that, but uh, those types of movies. Well, I guess Christopher Nolan kind of writes his own stuff, you know, mm. and I guess so does Greta, but. Um, my point being is that there's that it's going to be a drop off here pretty soon. Like during COVID, same thing kind of happened. Yeah. You know, you had like these, there was like one or two of these movies that would come out a year and like, that was the one you looked forward to because. Yeah. I tell you, I've actually gone, I look, I look forward more to independent films. A24. Yeah. They're doing it right, by the way. I don't because, know if you've seen. Um, and I got a couple of friends in that world. And yeah. I'm like, dude, the more, okay, just like anything, just like we've talked about with police work, the more I learn about it, the more I appreciate it, yeah. right? Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, dude, like their budget is nothing compared to these mainstream, you know, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what they're able to produce, holy shit. Dude, I, like, it, it, it blows my mind. I think it's, a lot of it goes into marketing, not the independent ones, but the Budget, bigger budgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to marketing and then kind of that extra, that the, like over the top CGI. I mean, that's just me from an outside view, but I want to get into A24 for yeah. a second. They met all the demands of the union. They're still in production. They're still going to be making these like great quality independent movies because like, and it just shows you it's not a, I mean, it is only greed yeah. because if an, when you're saying they don't have these big budgets, they don't have like these over the top CGI, over the top marketing, if they're able to meet the demands of the, of the writers and the acting or the actors that are on strike, then that means that these big companies could do that. They just don't because it is a money thing. And see, the music world went through this um, some some years ago. Was um, they basically tried to lessen the streaming rights? Like, yeah. and it was like I I didn't you know, post too much about it, but I did sign like um, you know my name on that you know document oh, with yeah. with the thousands and thousands of other you know songwriters. It was like uh, the fractions of cents that come off of each stream it's like so ridiculous when yeah. you look at it um versus what the, the companies are taking <laughs> yeah i mean i dude i just looked at my <laughs> um i had to go through my bmi um stuff for a certain document the other day and i was just scrolling on there and i was sitting with b and i was like uh oh, what the hell i'll take a look yeah. at what my previous quarter um royalties streaming what that looked like bro it was embarrassing it was yeah. so embarrassing i was like this is like yeah this is exactly why i don't even bother checking it um because it's nothing mm-hmm. um so but as a result just like you mentioned a minute ago about your mom and like that effort yeah sometimes it's not an immediate result right 
but thereafter comes, you know, that movement yeah. and enough pressure that stays applied. Um, you you kind of get, uh, and you don't always win per se, but you get some kind of a middle ground. Yeah, that's um, all it always is with those. It's like you, you, you ask for, and that's with any type of negotiation, right? House, buying a car, buying any, buying, you know, on Facebook marketplace. Uh, you have a price, they give you a different price, you guys meet in the middle. And that's really, that's a, the deal, like negotiating, just figuring out what we can get out of it. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I mean, overall. Come, but so far they haven't come to the table, which is. At all. Yeah. So you're kind of like a one-sided deal and it's hard to get anywhere with that. Yeah. But um, anyway, so. We don't have to talk about Big Brother. All I was going to say is. No, no, I do. I want to yeah. talk about it because it just started, what, yeah. two weeks ago now? Yeah, no, it started last, uh, yeah, 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 two yeah. weeks ago. And uh, we we drafted, um, you want to see my team? You, you want to just tell me, you can, when you click on them, it tells you your na their name, so you can, so I'm uh, Kiki, I'm here at the bottom, there's four teams. Okay. Um, That's my team, so if you click on them, it says their name and everything like that. Yeah. Right now, my my team, you want to just say their names, it's Cameron. Yeah, you got Cameron Harden, you got Corey Ortenberger, you got Blue Kim, mm -hmm. and you got America Lopez. Yeah. So I've got. Um, I can tell you who's going to win. Okay. So you, while you're doing that, I'll give you a little update. Um, one of somebody was on the block, which means they might be going home, but they got pulled off. So I'm going to be getting points for that. But it might be broke broken even because they were put on the block to begin with. So I might be sitting, and right now I'm at negative two because they were they were you know put on the block. Yeah. But, uh, just because I know things, they're taken off the block. Um, and then what we're getting at is we're trying to we're trying to like figure out who's going to go home first. We have a bet going for that. Who do you think is going to go home first? And then I'll tell you who I think. I mean, I kind of have an idea. So. Out of all these teams, yeah. Well, who do you, whose teams mm -hmm. sitting pretty? You think? Um, these are my, these are my buddies that we do this with. I think Maroon Puppet Master. Dude, um, he loses every year. So his team? He's in last every year. Um, Shout out Austin. Oh, it's Austin's team? Yeah. So, yo, I think that his team is going to have a lot of people off pretty early. Okay. Um, But there's one person on his team <coughs> I think is going to go. They actually also have so I think split. I think Jared. Um, he might. I think Jared has a chance. I think that uh, Sid's team. Yeah. Shout out Sid. I think Sid's got a strong team. All right. Well, okay. And uh, then uh, this top team up here also kind of. Uh, shout out Chris. Yeah, Luke Valentine. Uh, I think he's going. Hassan, Felicia, Jack Baines. Yeah, I think that that's probably the all-star team. You think so? He won. He's won two years in a row. And the funny thing is, is that you, you just pick. You just pick random people. Your team, um, they're I think, diverse. I think, yeah, I think that uh, you think Corey's going to go far. He could. He's a brother of somebody who is really who won Survivor, so he's got that in him. He's I got think. That dog I think. I him. think he's going to last the longest on your team. I um, think. Blue I think. Kim is, I think but. Blue Kim's going to go far. I think Cameron's going to be out for. I quick. do too. Now, I do too. Well, let's take a break. When we come back. We got some. Uh, ask reddit questions we got some uh just random questions in general um but yeah big brother's back so y'all should start watching it sounds good 
right, so we're gonna get into uh, a little bit of that Reddit rabbit hole, baby. Yes, sir. Um, you want to go first? I think you were. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Cool. Um, so this one is, uh, man, it's a it's a hot topic. Okay, um, I've it. been seeing a lot of these posts. Real quick, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna preface it. Well, I've been seeing a lot of these posts lately from um, men and women. Probably seen it more from women. Um, it involves having children. So okay. here we go. This is, am I the asshole for walking out on a friend during lunch because of personal boundaries? Okay. So it says, I, 31-year-old female, have a friend we will call Emma, late 20s female. Emma is single with no kids and grew up very sheltered. And even though it's 2023, believes in hardcore gender roles and that the main reason for marriage is to procreate. Gotcha. Well, here's where it gets crazy. I met her for lunch because we hadn't seen each other because I've been busy trying to arrange my affairs for my daughter, who's four, and husband, 32. Because I am having surgery to get my tubes removed. I had really bad postpartum psychosis after having my daughter, so I am responsible enough to realize that having another kiddo isn't an option because of my mental health says, during our lunch, I was explaining to her that I was nervous about having surgery. She then proceeded to go on about how she is still my friend, but she thinks I am wrong for having this surgery, and I'm letting down my husband and daughter for not having any more children. Projection. I laid out my boundaries and told her that this wasn't up for debate, and it was my decision how many kiddos I wanted, and that my mental health could only handle one kiddo, because I'd rather... My little girl have her mother all there instead of a sibling and a mom who wasn't all there. She then proceeded to say, if I had a husband, I could never do that to him. My faith wouldn't allow it. I then proceeded to ask our waiter for separate checks, paid my bill, told her to have a good rest of her day and came home. Baller move. My husband saw I was very flustered and he said he agrees with me being angry. Emma thinks I was rude as hell for not staying longer, even though I clearly laid out my boundaries, and she is fully aware that my postpartum experience was less than ideal. So Reddit, am I the asshole? PhD, am I the asshole? Um, Three, two, one, no. no. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and somebody commented, um, and I thought it was funny. Um, but, While you're uh, looking for it, you got something? You Can I... Have go, go ahead. Yeah. So when you're, it's first of all, you're, yeah, it was your boundaries or this woman's boundaries. And doesn't seem like it's affecting her husband or their marriage. And it doesn't seem like it's her daughter has really, you know, she's four, but uh, doesn't seem like it's affecting anything around your environment. It seems like it's just affecting that girl because of her own projections. Well, dude, and and, that, yeah, that girl isn't even married. Right. She <laughs> says, if I had a husband. Yeah. yeah, big if. You don't have a husband. And you're also talking about procreation and having kids with you don't also have. So it's like, what what are you doing here other than just like saying that you, well, yeah, no, for sure. What was the, you got the comment? Yeah, because it was like faith related. She said my yeah, faith yeah. would never allow it. Somebody commented and said, I'll be buggered if a load of celibate old men think they can tell me not to use birth control. Right. Um, yeah, dude. So I will say the infertility factor. Um, I've seen a lot of people posting about, and not that that's new, but right. a lot more awareness. Awareness. It's been pretty vocal uh, on social media. 
And it's like basically the posts that I see a lot are from, you know, we're, we're, we're 32. So we're the age she's kind of talking about. And I see a lot of posts that are meme related, but it's like basically the point of them is saying, Hey, don't ask me when I'm going to have kids. Right. Yeah. Like people that pester, you know, you know, when are you guys going to have kids? And it's like, Hey, maybe there's a reality that they can't. That too. Yeah. Or they don't so want to be. Or they don't want it. Or they don't want kids like at all. Right. Yeah. I know plenty of people, plenty of people that are like, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. This is enough for me. Exactly. So, um, it's projection. I mean, like, uh, my parents haven't ever asked me that, but I mean, I'm sure there are grandparents out there or parents that want to be grandparents out there that like have that. They, they, they want to see that next like generation. And it's just, pro- gen- yeah, it's just projection. Like, uh, I want to hear B, I want to hear like more on what you think about if, she, I mean, we said no, I know you're probably in the agreement, but what do you, what are your thoughts on this dinner, um, girl dinner? Um, <laughs> was it, two, it was two friends. Yeah, right? yeah two friends. They were at lunch. One's not married, has no kids. The other one's married, got her two tied after her four-year-old. Yeah. So once you hit a certain age, um, as a female, like you start really seeing like, who your friends are, how other people view life, and you just have to make decisions to remove some of those people. And that girl that was she was having lunch with was not her friend. No. Because you – Maybe at one time. It's okay to, like – Yeah, maybe at one time they were friends. But, like, I know that everybody has bad days, and sometimes you project your feelings onto people that you care about, and you're rude to them. But that is, like – I don't know, that's bad. Yeah, that was pretty shitty. Dude, I can't imagine even like, yeah, I can't. You're good, homegirl. Like, why would you, I don't care if you have kids or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. and you're trying to put yourself up on an imaginary pedestal because you're not even married. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, you're playing this hypothetical, like. Just clutching your pearls saying you need to have more kids. Um, I got one. You ready? Yeah. All right, this one says, I, 24-year-old male. Have a friend, 23-year-old female, who rejected a guy, 22-year-old male. I know it's a lot. Because he's too vanilla. What does that mean? So my friend, 23, female, has gone to a, gone on a couple dates with someone I am acquainted with, 22-year-old male. I cheered from the side because my man took her on really fancy dinners and activities. They've gone out for about six dates now. They also see each other as uni as well. I don't know what that means. Oh, at uni. They also see each other at uni as well. University. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He asked him to be his girlfriend. He asked her to be his girlfriend three times now, and he's been rejected all three times. <laughs> he's still trying. My he has, Yeah, he's, yeah. He has tried holding her hand, but she pushed them away. Oh. When I asked my friend, 23-year-old female, why she rejected him, she says he's too vanilla. She says it's hard to describe what it means. What exactly does too vanilla mean in the context of dating? Also quite curious as to how many rejections is too much. Once it's a lot for me, let alone three, and continuing. B, I want to hear what vanilla means. I know. I mean, I've got an idea. You do too probably, but let's hear. Um, so vanilla, too vanilla. Uh, it doesn't have to do with like skin color or anything right. like that. It's like... <laughs> Just yes. I don't know. Our listeners may not know yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I um, just thought it was funny. <laughs> so when someone's like too vanilla, it just means like 
very surface level. Like, yeah, conversation could be great, mm-hmm. but it just means like you are one flavor and yeah. that's what you're going to get. Maybe too agreeable. Maybe yeah. like. Like it's just too basic. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we've been going on like six dates. It's been great. But it's like. There's nothing to write home about. I have. Yeah, exactly. Like when you go on the date or whatever and you come back to whoever and they're like, how was it? So in this example, her friend. Uh, you want something to be rememberable. And it could have been like a fun conversation. My hat keeps on popping. I'm on the last dot on this hat. Mm. I like this hat. I've never really worn it because it keeps popping open. See, there it goes. Um, anyway, so yeah, what I was getting at is like, if you don't have anything to be like, she's into this or this, he really likes this or we both have this in common, then it's probably not. It's, it's just like, yeah. Maybe he, uh, I don't know. Maybe she... Once, you know, he doesn't choke her, you know, <laughs> like, um, there, there's so many different facets of, of what someone's definition of vanilla well, is. Well, they haven't even held hands. So. I have yeah. a real life, um, example of this. So before I, or Tommy and I were together a few months, I was seeing somebody else and like, he was fine. I mean, we got along, yeah. but it was just so surface level that yeah. it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Like, we went out to dinner, we, but, like, he had a similar family structure I did, but it was so surface level that we just, like, mm-hmm. split off. Like, it was, mm. there was no dig into it. But, like, with Tommy, he's like a Got rainbow that confetti yeah, cake with chocolate. two scoops, baby. <laughs> ice, icing and sprinkles, you know? Like, you can... Yeah. I'm not yeah, seven layer dip, sense. baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what? You just think that conversationally? It just you can tell. I feel like even with friends. Yeah. You know, like yeah, friends yeah, yeah. Be, like if there's somebody at work, like I have a friend at work who we share an office. She is not vanilla, but there's also a girl that I work with that's like we're like vanilla friends. Like it's yeah. very basic. Yeah. Like what's yeah. Uh, I got you. No, you can like tell if somebody's gonna be like get a, you. I or can not. tell them something, but I can't tell this person. Yeah, they get you or not. Deep. They're with it or not. I'm with you. I that makes it. sense. Yeah. No, definitely. And, and I, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. I was gonna say the holding hand part. Like that's why she doesn't want to lead them on. She's just like. But like eight dates. It, like six. Six. Yeah. I thought I said eight. Six dates. So. That's a lot. It's like, part of me is like, dude, she was giving him a, a chance, like six dates. Yeah. Um. So I would say that, like, that's that was that was fair. That was fair, dude. These that's way these more days, fair these days, book. these days, like, it's hard to even make it to a date. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about all the people that just ghost people from these apps and stuff. Like, you don't even get that that first yeah. date opportunity. Um. So. I don't know. It seems like there's six is vanilla, but I would I would almost think that there's something else she doesn't want to. That's uh, like a blanket statement. She's just not that into you. Yeah, that's what I would think it is. Statement. Yeah, and I think they have mutual friends. They go to the university together. Like, it's like not hey, one of those things where it's like let's just not make it weird. She just, now what needs to happen is this friend who wrote this in needs to be like, hey, you need to tell him that you're not into him because like he's gonna keep going, keep going because I'm sure she's a great person. But he and he sees that, and that's why he's still wanting to go on these dates. But she's just, yeah, kind of. Dude, so that that's sucks. the that's the next that sucks. So that's yeah. the next. Is she part. the asshole for leading um, him on? No. For saying he's too vanilla. No. Is she an asshole for continuing to let him take her on dates? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 
Here's okay. This is a more personal one. This isn't me, but a friend of mine. Okay, uh, we got together recently. We're hanging out. Um, I'm not gonna say any names. So this, I want to hear what you guys say. Um, they worked together. Okay, and at the time when they first started working together, she had a boyfriend. Okay, they were good friends. They just became good friends. Now no longer has a boyfriend. Uh, she's on the market. And they hang out constantly. Uh, like, you know, when we hung out, uh, he was going to hang out with her later. He hung out with her the night before. Um, they're like outside of work friends kind of a thing. And for the long, I mean, I've hung out with them both uh, since like the breakup and all this kind of stuff. And he's never made a move or anything. And I didn't, I don't have any good advice for him only because, I mean, I can try to, but because I've never had like, that where it's like two mm. things. One, I've never been like, oh, I want to date my coworker. Mm. The other thing is like, I've never, I don't, if I'm, if I feel, feel like if we're just going to be friends, I know that from the beginning. If I, I've never really felt like I've ever been in the friend zone. Like if there's someone I'm interested in uh, and they, like, it'll be like, oh, okay, they're not into me. Or if they're interested, if I'm interested in them and they're interested in me, boom. Like it's never, I've never been pushed along. Mm. So, what should it, I? I went I was, through something similar. I was going to give you one more insight, and then I want to hear. Uh, when I hung out with him, I could tell she was into him, but he hasn't pushed that. So, what should he do? Mm. So, first things first. Uh, the topic of dating a coworker. Uh, you know, don't shit where you eat. That, right, that kind of mentality. Um, yeah, it's tricky. So, I, dude, I. I literally went through a very similar thing. This was years ago. It was a girl I worked with, and she had a boyfriend, like, for the longest time. Yeah. And it was one of those things that, that dude, we worked together, you, you know, in a, in an environment where you have to interact, like, yeah. whether you want to or not. And then um, we started, like, hanging out after work because of where we worked. It was a popular area sure. and, and so forth. So it was like, we'll go out after work. Yeah. Um, and then other people that I knew were like, Hey, I think she isn't, yeah, like she, whatever. Um, dude, it never ends well, it never ends well. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have a very upfront conversation, yeah, and you have to be, you have to end the game of the, the excitement of that, like yeah. early on thing. You almost have to like kill that off, and you have to if if you really want to try with that person because of the working at the same place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got to be so direct about it, like, and you almost have to set up like, you know, here's what happens when this doesn't work. Yeah, it's yeah. So you're almost going into it with this mindset of like you're being a very very realist like mentality. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and it takes some of the. F- fun out of that if you're not in a place to be serious sure. so i would say know what you want like do you want a relationship in the first place right yeah that's a good point oh uh, maybe i should give him that advice so if you're listening homeboy yeah make sure that that's something that you really want to nail down like this you see the future there um and i think that's hard to know right off the bat you know uh but i think he's he every time we hang out he's He's talking. He's talking about it. So that might be something. Um, 
I'm with you. I think. Yeah, it it it, it can it can work. Um, but yeah, it didn't. Hey, Jim and Pam. Yeah, well, dude. So so actually, that girl ended up quitting when things didn't work out because it was just too mm. much to see. And that was the other advice. Like, uh, he might like you know this job market. You might always want to have your resume out. <laughs> uh, he might be looking anyway. Right. So if that's the case, like that could be another thing. Like you guys work together. That's why you got your foot in the door. But, you know, it might be better if you guys weren't at the same place. And then that that opportunity kind of resets itself. Yeah. 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 And then and then revisit that dynamic yeah. and say, hey, do I still want to yeah. hang out with this person as frequently? Yeah. I did that and I decided I did. You want wanted- to keep hanging out with them. That's cool. And He's sitting right there. Wait, what? Did y'all work together? What? We didn't work together, but... Oh. oh, you, oh she went back to, like, the last gotcha. story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. took a hiatus, is that? Yeah, is that I got gotcha. you. following. Is that what you're talking about? Then? Yeah, I you had, you had to... Yeah. Um, do you have one more? Um, I mean, there was there was a couple others, but... Uh, Here's what... Uh, you want me to... This one's long. But it's interesting. So it's got the T. This one is like a whole different thing. All right. This one's more relationship. I haven't read it, but just the title alone makes me want to read it. My 41 female. So my husband, 52-year-old male, has a second family on the side. Wait. Okay. Say it one more time. My husband has a second family on the side. I've been sitting with this information for almost two weeks now, and I still don't know how to proceed. My husband has been in what seems like a committed relationship with another woman, and he's playing happy families with her and her three sons. They even plan... Sorry, she's got some typos here. They're even planning on having a baby. A week ago, I stumbled on a TikTok account of this lady sharing her recipes, and in the background, I recognized my husband's back. I wasn't too sure at first, but after taking a real good look and oh. at his wife, I know that fool's neck, back, legs, and the clothing he was wearing. So I went looking through her posted videos just to piece together a confirmation of it really being my husband, and I continued to keep an eye on him and his oh. movements, but he seemed normal. It's clear to me now that he has been cheating down to a science. Every time he went on his work trip, she posted these videos saying she's cooking a new recipe because her man is coming back and is his work trip. She's she'd plate the food up and I'd recognize his grubby hands by their look and why he's holding the cutlery. Okay. I can't believe this bastard has been with her for three years. Mm. I know how he found this I don't know how he found the time to start an entire relationship on the side. I thought we were happy. He tells me he loves me all the time, always bringing me a gift from his work trips. When he's home we have sex pretty much for four to six times a week. We talk all the time. We've been married for 21 years, and we have two daughters. Mm. We lost our eldest son 10 years ago, but we worked through it and got closer than ever before. We are even due to have our 22nd anniversary, and it's his turn to plan. And it's his turn to plan it. We alternate who. Okay, I know he's been planning to elaborate a party for us. So why is he cheating? I'm so angry and don't know what steps to take. I'm utterly distraught. I thought we were happy. I thought the, he was the love of my life. I feel like I can't think and I barely know where to start. I can barely focus. What do I do and how do I do it? 
I love coming on here and reading things and giving. Okay, so she's asking for advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Damn, just a TikTok video, huh? So, um, dude. That's a gut punch. It's a, it is, it is, it is. It sucks so bad. Dude, it's happened twice. Okay, I've never been married. Uh, and for 22 years, they've been married. Yeah. I mean, that's, I can't make, that's not even, I can't make the comparison. No. But I will say this. Two times throughout my life mm-hmm. is a, it was a picture or something on social media. That clued you in? That outed. Yeah. That person. Yeah. Um, and the first time it happened, we, it wasn't as serious, but. Um, that lying factor was like, it sucked enough. Like, yeah. it's like you see a backside profile and they're in the background of a picture, but you know them well enough to be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Yeah. And they said that they were yeah, it's just not a- going there. And, you know, you start connecting dots. Yeah. And as soon as that happens, you start playing detective on... I remember everything. So then you're going on. So then fast forward, you know, I went through that whole deal. And dude, the craziest thing is the double life aspect of that. That's crazy. What this guy's been doing. I was just with another friend the other day and he had that happen to him. And they were like, you know, on the, you know, so I'm like, dude, this seems to be a more common thing. This double life thing with married people and dating and like, if you've got kids, you've been together 22 years plus, and you're, you're doing that, do you just face the music and be like, hey, I don't want to be with you yeah. any longer? Like, do that route versus that whole deal? I have no, no mercy, no tolerance no. for that. Like, that's just unacceptable. Advice I'd give her, screenshot, receipts, get all that. Lawyer uh, up. Lawyer Get up. Get that paper trail. Yeah. And then, uh, because, yeah, I would just get out of it. 20, 22 years, girl, you can, that's I would, okay. I would just say that. Keep, keep she moving. tell the kids? Uh, I guess the lawyer yeah. probably tell her what to do. Well, I mean. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's well, the thing that separates She would have that. to know. They would have to know something was up. But, yeah, it's. It's like a, okay, okay. There's different degrees of murder, right, for a reason, right, within the law, right? Follow me. Okay. There's a difference between, you know, snapping in the heat of the moment right. type of crime, mm-hmm. right, versus a premeditated, meticulously meditated, like, plan, right? So with that whole situation... It's worse, I think. It's even worse because it's like, it's not like, oh, I drank way too much. You know, it's just like... I'm, and I don't have forgiveness for that either because no. it's like, well, you need to have the responsibility not to drink that much. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. whole deal. Yeah. But the other side of that is like, this has been ongoing for three years. Yeah. Bro. It's tough. It, like I said, uh, what you need to do is just lawyer up the, and, you know, get that alimony money, baby girl. That's yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I would. I would oh, you know what you should do? Okay. This is just. 22 anniversary coming up. He plans it. He gets all uh, the friends, all the family. That's what she does. Yeah. She get it approaches. get it put in there. Get the slideshow. Throw some receipts in there. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you have a speech, him sitting right next to you, talking about, hey, I'm, you know, we've been married for 22 years. Uh, and then, you know, you just get your carry moment where you just get to go off. Oh, yeah. Let and the blood dude, spill. Record that shit. We want to see it. But really don't do that. I mean, if you want to, no, go for it. No, do it. Do it. Do it. Put it on TikTok. I'll yeah. watch. Yeah. No, no. It's not even like being petty. It's like, yeah, that's super fucked up. Um, yeah. No, I tell you. Um, Maybe already get the divorce papers so you can serve it. Well, yeah, I would, I would have, sure. it, have them drafted, slap those down on the table. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. B's getting real excited over here. She loves a good revenge moment, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like. We all do. Um, yeah, any other thoughts? I had one other thing I want to touch on. Any other thoughts on no, that? I running. think we're all yeah. like, yeah, that's unanimous decision there. Um, so I'm not going to take the time to read this one because um, it's pretty simple. This guy uh, is a young guy. He uh, is divorced, had kids. He's at the grocery store. This old guy behind him says something about, you know, are those his kids? And he was like, his post was saying he should have just said, lied and said he was just watching these kids. Um, he's out in public a lot. He gets a question of, you know, what, what? about the mom. The mom, oh. not in the picture at all. He yeah. has full custody. And he was on the phone with his sister. And he said, I think from now on I'm better off just telling people that their mom died. I don't know about all and that. And not having to deal with the questions about... I don't know about all that. I'm like, yeah, maybe it seems a little extreme. Yeah, I don't, I'm but, not uh, with that. I, I mean, if if, he, if that works for him, go for it. But, I mean, his kids are going to be like, why do you keep telling people that? What? Like, I yeah. Know, I think it's going to answer, ask way more questions. It was a am I the asshole type of situation. Um, and I was like, dude, I... The explaining, I think you, what you do is you just need to come up with a a planned response every sure. time you get asked, you know, about their mom. Or just their, be like, mom. don't worry about it. Like, if the old man at the grocery store, if he says, where's their mom at? Just be like, I don't mean. I think his point is just like, it's kind of like a ongoing situation. Anytime he's in any public setting and they ask about, like, imagine going to the school and they ask about their I'm mom. I'm sure it got to a point where... Somebody asked him at the grocery store, gas station, and they're sitting down at a, at like Chili's, and somebody was like, "Oh, where's whatever her name is?" Yeah. And he's like, oh, "She fucking died." Yeah. I, it's okay. that like you're so tired of it. I guess. Uh, well, but what you think? We talked a few episodes back about you know lying to your boss. You know when it's oh, okay. Oh yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Is that kind of a you get a pass on coming up with a little story there? If it's someone you're never gonna like interact with sure if sure. the kids are okay with it well they don't gotta know exactly i mean they're there if that's the whole reason why they're asking like <laughs> yeah i guess if they're an earshot which they are oh that's dang. what i'm getting so then at. you're lying yeah. in front of your kids that's what i'm getting at it's gonna answer, open up another can of worms <sighs> that's what i'm getting at i don't Man, think it's i, don't think it's I tell you what there's this there's this deal about um you know if we were sitting in a circle and everybody throws your problems in the middle of the circle you're gonna want your problems back and after going on reddit yeah, um, yeah that's true. Back. Give me my problems back. I'll yeah. take them. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Tommy, where can they find us? Also, we're doing the bracket. Uh, it's coming up. It'll be in the next couple of weeks. Take a look online. Uh, it might already be posted. Probably not because, like we said, we suck. But we'll figure it out. You'll know. No, when we we're got we're it. getting things. Uh, we're getting things lined up. Yeah, we're, we're going to be rolling out some merch before too long. Also, right. so. You can find us on all social social media. It's at Post Hump Day. 
Uh, so TikTok, be sure, guys, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're a YouTube uh, connoisseur or you're occasionally on there. Uh, you're going to get all of our updates on YouTube, trying to grow that channel, trying to grow as a podcast. So if you like what you're hearing, certainly tell a friend uh, that's at Post Hump Day. I'm Tommy DeSalt. I'm Kellen King. We'll see you next time.